The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our discussion about how to market more efficiently. Joining us again is Andrea Freyrear, who is the co-founder of Agile Sherpas, which is a firm that consults, trains, and educates world leaders on agile marketing. As early converts of agile marketing, Andrea and her team know that agile teams do better work in less time with less stress, and they love nothing more than seeing a team evolve from chaos to high performance. And yesterday, Andrea told us about how to do higher quality work faster and with less stress. And today, we're going to continue the discussion and talk about the technology that supports agile marketing. Okay, here's the rest of my conversation with Andrea Freyrear, co-founder of Agile Sherpas. Andrea, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm excited to get into the tools bit. Pleasure to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked a lot about what agile marketing was. For anybody that didn't listen to that episode, shame on you. <laughs> but to give you a quick recap, Andrea walked us through the notion of setting your limits, capping the number of projects you have that are works in process and having your team focus on doing the work that matters the most in real time and then setting up some evaluation to understand how effective it was. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about how to build technology to help visualize and optimize the agile strategies. Let's start off. I'm sure that there's a million tools that are out there that can be used. Is there an agile.com basic framework that we should be using? What are the sort of most commonly used technology products? And are there ones for small companies, ones for big companies? Lots to cover. Let's go over some of the basic frameworks. I definitely want to talk about actual digital pieces of technology, but for those folks who are brand new to using Agile, if you can get away with nothing more high-tech than Post-it notes and Sharpies, start there. Put your visual board up on a wall somewhere and run it for a little while because then you're going to know a lot more about what kind of tool you actually need. You'll be a smarter buyer of software if you've fiddled with your physical board for a little while. So that's obviously easiest if most of your team is in the same building. If you're distributed at all, it can be challenging to ping people on Slack and ask them to move sticky notes for you. People get tired of that pretty quickly, but it's an option to start. Sort of the first step up from there, I would say, is Trello, which you mentioned last time, Ben. It's a great entry point 
to simple visualization. It's super low barrier to entry. It's so easy to understand. It, it looks and acts a lot like sticky notes on a wall. So you could start as lo-fi as you want. You don't even need sticky notes. You can just have paper and tape if you need to. <laughs> That's right. Maybe a crayon, right? The <laughs> concept behind agility and building your boards and understanding what stages, what projects are you on do not require technology. Anybody listening to this podcast probably is a fan of technology and is going to at least be aware of some of the tools that are out there. Trello, a relatively inexpensive tool that can help you set up your own boards. What are some of the other options? I'll preface this with, we use Asana here at the MarTech podcast. We have a CRM, which does a lot of basically the same thing, moving people from stages that's more relationship driven. Mm -hmm. I honestly feel like we use 15 different tools that try to, I have a task list for my personal stuff. At some point here, it just becomes overwhelming with the number of tools you can use. Yeah, and it really is. And as agile marketing becomes more of a thing, more and more of the MarTech vendors are trying to capture that market segment. So there's more and more that are at least giving lip service to their ability to support agile marketing. The ones that I see most often with our clients used to good effect in most cases, but as with any piece of technology, it's more about how you use it than what it's capable of doing. But my list, my sort of top five list would be things like a Primo work front for kind of the more enterprise, we're ready for a heavy lift, we want end to end workflow capabilities, high level of data visualization in terms of projects proceeding across multiple teams. If you have inter-team relationships, you're going to be able to see a good overview of that at the executive level. Those are big, heavy tools. Another one that is working hard to take what they already do and make it more useful from an end-to-end marketing process perspective is co-schedule. They've been incorporating like a Kanban view into their workflows. Jira and Asana are the classic agile tools that have been common in software for a long time and they are useful and doable in marketing as well. They can feel a little clunky sometimes if you don't have a good setup, they need to be implemented properly. But again, the process that you have behind all of these is going to inform how well they work for you. We use Asana and I'm a fan of the product, but my concern with, and I'm assuming this can happen with any of the products is sometimes you end up with this laundry list and it's hard to figure out what you should be doing at any given point in time, right? You can always put more and more data into them and tasks always get aside. I spend as much time prioritizing as I am working as an operator. And I feel like my team probably feels the same way. When you're working with some of these tools, and maybe it's just that we're kind of in this mid-tier tool, how do you stop from getting overwhelmed by the number of inputs coming in? You're listing every possible thing you could do. You're just trying to fire through your task list. It ends up being a significant amount of work. For sure. And isolating as much of that prioritization and breaking down of work into a team leader role helps if you have somebody who can play that role and they can really understand what's the most important work. And I'm going to put that at the top and, and help make sure that Ben has all the documentation he needs to start his project, things like that. But aside from that leadership input role, I recommend to the teams that I coach, if it's a task that will take you less than an hour, don't worry about making a task or a card or what have you for the board or the tool or whatever the system is. Because then the ROI on the time you spend making that card is not great. 
the trade-off for that is if those little things add up to be a big chunk of your time and some teams end up needing to track them more carefully because otherwise you have this kind of dark work that's not being documented. Yeah, it's interesting. You can run into death by a thousand cuts where there's, and this happens to me, there's a million things that end up on my task list, not necessarily in Asana. So I don't get to, hey, here's the big thing that I need to accomplish today or this week. I sit there and say, okay, I got 15 emails that all have 15 minutes of work associated with them. Where'd my day go? Yeah, we could all do that, right? Like process your email could be your entire day. Yeah, it turns out email is like the bane of everybody's existence. <laughs> so walk me through, you mentioned some of the enterprise tools, some of the sort of mid-stage tools. When you get down and you're just starting, you need something simple, the early stage companies, are there kind of the startup type tools that you recommend as well? Yeah, I mean, Trello is my go-to for early teams, but there are a lot of emerging ones that I haven't even seen in action yet. Airtable, you mentioned, I know they're talking agile. Monday is another one that's kind of cropped up, I suppose, in the recent past. Reich is another kind of project management e one that supports agility, which is why I said at the beginning, like, think about what you're going to use this for and buy the tool that helps support that instead of buying the tool and then trying to retrofit a process onto it. Because best case scenario, this thing becomes your source of truth, which is why Trello does so well, because it can be made to do a lot of things. You can get power-ups in it that allow for parent-child card relationships. You can import data from all sorts of different tracking tools. The cards can repeat. So if you have to schedule an email every Monday, that card shows up automatically in your backlog every Monday. So you don't have to recreate it every week. And it does a lot. It kind of punches above its weight class in a lot of ways, as low cost as it is. But there's going to be a time when you outgrow it if you're a bigger team, especially if you're an enterprise. So figuring out what you want your end state to look like. If my end state is I have 250 marketers distributed globally, I need to go into this thinking, I'm going to buy a big tool to support this and make sure that I'm buying the right one and that people are onboarded properly in that whole thing. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. 
That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So there's a whole host of tools you can use depending on the maturity of your organization. When you're starting to either work with a tool or migrate to a more advanced one, what are some of the rules of thumb to make sure that you get the installation or sort of the initial setup done correctly? So if you've got a system going, whatever support you have from your new tool, show it to them. We, for instance, have a client that's starting their transformation and we've built boards for them and worked through them with all the teams and they're implementing Workfront. So their Workfront account exec is on video and we're like walking him around (laughs) the building and showing him their boards and saying, this is what their workflow looks like and why, and here's what's going on. And then their new implementation will be able to reflect that. Otherwise, your implementation folks are going to do what they think Agile means, and it might not be what Agile looks like for you. I guess the last piece of the puzzle here is as you're going through, you've got your installation done, you're entering your priorities, your team starting to work on what they think is the most important project at the time, you're setting your limits for yourself, you're running an agile process. How do you evaluate whether it's working? How do you do your data visualization? Ideally, at least the process level metrics would be inside of your tool. So there's all kinds of data points you can collect regarding the process's efficiency. Simple ones are just throughput, how many things made it over to done in a week, in two weeks, those sorts of things, or cycle time, how long does it take to go from backlog to done for an average card? Those are simple things. And if we see our throughput going up and our cycle time going down, we know that we are getting more efficient. But then you also need the marketing metrics. Is the work we're doing performing better? Because we should be through our iterative agile process, getting the opportunity to fiddle with our work more frequently and get these incremental gains on our work. And we should be seeing that reflected in whatever marketing metrics we believe to be important. And lots of teams will attach those back to the card, this Trello card or Workfront or whatever the tool is, put the data about that project into the card so that when we want to go do more like it or iterate on that piece, we have it all, you know, single source of truth right there. Yeah, I think that's the most challenging thing about being successful with agility, right? You can work on a project that is a small project that might have a reoccurring incremental lift. But going back and documenting that and being able to understand what the value of that one project was over time can be very challenging. Evaluating your work, and mostly when you're taking on more short-term projects as opposed to big pre-planned big projects, it's hard to evaluate what actually happens. What advice do you have for marketers when they're sitting there and saying, okay, our throughput went up or it went down? How do they evaluate whether the projects they were working on were actually worthwhile? So there's two important meetings that we didn't talk about last time. The review meeting, which is all about the work. Did the work go well? Did it perform the way we expected? Did we finish this project or did it get canceled in the middle? Talking about the work and showing it to people who either asked us to do it or may be able to use it in the future. Then there's also a retrospective meeting, which is only about process. Did we work well as a team? Do we have the tool we need? Are we tracking our effectiveness the right way? Isn't Andrea late to our stand-up meetings every morning? Like whatever the process level issues are, those get hashed out at the retrospective. So 
making sure that you've got these recurring touch points every couple of weeks we're talking process because we're very good at racing on to the next thing and never turning around and looking at, at where we've been. At the end of the day, whether you're putting together your agile installation using note cards, tapes, and crayons, whether you're using a multi-thousand dollar piece of technology, what matters is the results and really how efficient you are in determining what the most important work is, focusing on it, and being able to evaluate your business's throughput. Andrea, any last words of advice for marketers that are interested in becoming more agile or starting to be agile in the first place? I will leave you with my favorite line from the Agile Manifesto, which is maximize the amount of work not done. Maximize the amount of work not done. Focus on what matters, get the big important stuff done, and go home and enjoy your life. Okay. On that note, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Andrea Fryer, co-founder of Agile Sherpas, for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Andrea, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send her a tweet. Her handle is Andrea Freyrear, one word, A-N-D-R-E-A-F-R-Y-R-E-A-R. Or you could visit her company's website, which is agilesherpas.com. She also has a personal website, which is andreafryrear.com. Just one link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can sign up for our once a week newsletter, keep on top of all the content that we're pushing out. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, basically everywhere. You can always reach me directly by looking for the handle Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we publish episodes every day, all year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.